This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. I think it moved. I think it moved. I think it moved. It moved. Ah, it hits difference on New Year's Eve. Happy early New Year to everybody. 2024 on the way. We'll get to the actives and an active. That, that segment will stream on Twitter coming up in 20 minutes at You Better You Bet at BetQL app on Twitter. And then our picks for the college football playoff semifinal coming up 20 minutes from now. But for now, all the line movements on the board here on this Week 17 NFL Sunday. And Ken, let's begin with the game of the day in the National Football League. And that is the Dolphins and the Ravens from Baltimore. Miami wins and the Dolphins win the AFC East and set themselves up for potential home field in the AFC playoffs. And if Baltimore wins, the Ravens clinch the number one seed in the AFC, the one by home field advantage, and most likely the MVP award for its quarterback, Lamar Jackson. Raheem Mostert, Ken, this was the reporting overnight. Raheem Mostert not going to play in this game for the Dolphins, the uh, NFL touchdown leader this season. We know Jalen Waddell is out, and it looks like Zay Flowers is going to play here for the Ravens. Where do we stand right now, Ken, with Baltimore and Miami? Uh, In a really peculiar uh, place, honestly. I I gave a a few media interviews this week when this is the game of the week. They usually ask you about the game of the week, and I go... I don't. I like to bet into stuff where I feel like I kind of know what's happening and why the number is what it is, and I'm willing to make the bet anyway. Like, okay, I get that, but I think it'll be a little different, or I think it'll play out differently. And what I, the games I don't like betting into that I want to avoid are the ones where I'm incredibly confused why the market is what it is for the game and why I, I don't understand what's happening because it makes me think like I'm, I'm missing something, but there's some key thing here that I'm, I'm not accounting for. That means I, I don't, I'm not thinking about the teams the right way, whatever. That's what I feel like this game is the second one. Uh, the Ravens are coming off their, you know, really emphatic win over San Francisco. Yes, Brock Purdy had four interceptions. Also, the Ravens had four interceptions of Brock Purdy in that game. So defense played great. Lamar was really good in the game. They come off that victory. The Dolphins, look, a narrow win over Dallas on uh, on Christmas Eve. Um, but Tyreek, like, I mean apply a percent to it 50 percent, 40 percent um clearly not like the player that he was in the first part of the year jalen waddles out raheem mostert's out and the ravens are home in the game and the current number in the market everywhere is ravens minus three and i just go man that's like really interesting it doesn't mean it's like predictive it doesn't mean like oh it's like the fix is in and the dolphins are going to win the game or something just that there's enough support for the dolphins there's enough interest for them in like people who make the market for this game that it is holding the number in this place despite those injuries i think that's fascinating i i don't know why that is <laughs> i don't know i don't know where that support comes from well, brad allen just got announced is. as the referee right. for the game so 
<laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. So Mike McDaniel, don't go for two at the end if you, uh, if you end up scoring a touchdown. Now, the total in the game is like a little more predictable, right? 47, 47 and a half. I tell you some offensive players are out that the total is going to get bet down. That's what's happened. Not a lot, but 46 and a half basically everywhere. That's almost entirely probably drew uh, due rather to the, the offensive injuries for Miami. But yeah, just the side of the game all week. Just like it would get to three and a half, immediate interest in Miami. Even some of like the juice three and a halfs in their favor, they've all got bet. They're gone with like one exception. And so we're just kind of Ravens minus three, like minus 15, or Ravens minus three, minus 20. And now I'm kind of like, now I can't wait to watch the game and be like, what is there something that I, is Miami like much better than I'm giving them credit for despite the players that are out? Is Baltimore much worse than I think? And my lasting image of them is the Monday night game against San Francisco. To be fair, a few weeks before that, they almost lost to the Rams at home and needed a Lamar Jackson drive in order to win that game. So maybe it's maybe it's one, maybe it's the other, maybe it's both. Um, kind of like excited to see how this plays out, honestly. Been an interesting market all week. And, and we've talked a lot about MVP over the course of the week also with Lamar as the favorite heading into this game against Tua, one of the top choices, Josh Allen, the other top choice on the board along with Christian McCaffrey. Ken, let's go to the uh, the Chiefs-Bengals game. This is in the afternoon slate, the 4 o'clock Eastern time slate, where we believe Jamar Chase is going to play in the game for Cincinnati and Kansas City going to have both of their running backs, it looks like, Isaiah Pacheco and Clyde edwards Elair. Uh, it's not exactly the Joe Burrow versus Patrick Mahomes battle here with Jake Browning starting for Cincinnati. What's happening here with the Bengals and the Chiefs in KC? The uh, the betting market for this game has sort of always been around the key number of seven and basically like which side of it is it. And uh, in the, the last couple of days this week, it was sort of on the Bengals side of it that the, the Bengals got bet on plus seven and the Chiefs were six and a half point favorites basically everywhere. We're kind of between those two numbers right now. So there are still six and a halfs for Kansas City. If you want to lay six and a half, you got to pay a little more, but you can find the number. If you want to bet Cincinnati, you can find the seven one ten in your favor. And this is kind of moving back and forth, like on the chase news, but also the Chiefs kind of skill position player news. I'm sure you, you saw that report too about like the Chiefs are going to simplify. Oh, this was the problem. We needed to simplify everything and, and you know, not have so many players running on and off the field uh everyone got confused yes that's it like you have the best quarterback of all time like that that's why it's happening but well you know, apparently you'll see a much more simplistic chiefs offense i don't know what that means i have fewer players i guess but uh chiefs between six and a half and seven in the game uh the total got bet up a little bit from open i'm curious if the opening total kind of like assumed chase wasn't going to play and now he is and so it got bet up a little bit it opened like 44 and a half 45 now it's like 45 and a half 46 so chiefs about a touchdown and it's kind of been bouncing back and forth i gotta tell you man i think the chiefs probably wish they were still sleeping with the enemy Instead of having Matt Nagy I, I as the so. offensive coordinator. Jeez. Just, I mean, yeah. also, I think that the tweet that Ken referring, is referring to from NFL media insider Ian Rappaport from this morning, that the Chiefs are paring things down. Rappaport tweets, fewer plays, fewer packages, better execution. I feel like that's like the like Papa John's. It's like fewer yeah. plays. That has to be where that came better, from. Better execution. Yeah. Papa yeah. John's. <laughs> so what's what's the shakaroni in this case? That's what we have to figure out, friends. <laughs> or, 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 or what would the papadilla be like in this? Instance? Oh boy, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Isaiah Pacheco. I don't know. I have no All right. idea. All right, let's uh, let's stay in the AFC West at least with one of the teams right with Kansas City. Let's talk about this Broncos uh, Chargers game coming up from Mile High later today, where obviously the big story is uh, Josh Palmer being inactive in the game. And also Russell Wilson got benched. And Jared Stidham will be the Denver Broncos starting quarterback. And uh, Russ likely not to be back in Denver next year. Russ will be the two. And uh, 
Kind of bad news for the Broncos here, Ken, where not only will Cortland Sutton not play in this game with a concussion, but also this is why he's hot, this is why he's hot. Marvin Mims will not play today for the Denver Broncos either. So it'll be like Jerry Judy and then me and you and Kenny Henderson, a wide receiver, along with Brandon Johnson and little Jordan Humphrey, et cetera, here for the Broncos. What's happening now with Denver and the Chargers uh, with Russell Wilson benched, Jared Stidham, the quarterback, against Easton Stick, Giff Smith, and the Bolts? Right. <laughs> right. So really soak, that, soak that one in. Yeah, I had to soak that one in for a little bit. There's Gift Smith and Easton Stick and the Bolts. Uh, betting market for this game was originally going to be Denver, some kind of like four and a half, five, five and a half number, I think. And then you get a series of announcements. First, Wilson to Stidham. And yeah, that's going to cause like a little bit of movement in the market. But the other thing is like Cortland Sutton being out and he's been like a monster for the Broncos all season. And they, they don't have a ton of great wide receivers, as Nick mentioned when he said that we would be starting at wide receiver. So uh, Sutton out in addition to like Wilson to Stidham, it's all like kind of a package deal, right? For why the number went down and why there's less difference between the teams now. It's not entirely, oh, well, like the betting market hates Jared Stidham. It's like, well, that's not really it. It's like the the Denver offense is going to be like much different and maybe not as functional because they won't have a lot of wide receivers playing in the game. So this was like four and a half, five. The Wilson announcement gets made. Sutton's not going to play. The current market price right now, basically Denver minus three, but you got to pay a lot for it, like minus 15, minus 20. Um, this is similar to the market for Baltimore and Miami that we talked about earlier. There are three and a halfs on the board, but they're almost all juiced toward the Chargers if they exist at all. Um, so the movement in this game has been down. The Chargers are viewed as more likely to win than they were at the start of the week because of the quarterback change, but also because of the injury report for Denver. You better, you better. Here with Nick and Ken, Week 17 NFL Sunday, New Year's Eve. Happy uh, early New Year to everybody. Line movement for Week 17 in the National Football League. Ken, let's talk about two uh, AFC South teams with quarterback news in their games. Houston and Tennessee in H-Town, where C.J. Stroud, after a two-week absence with a concussion, returns to the lineup. Uh, also worth noting, Will, you'll love it at Levis, starts for Tennessee. He missed last week's game with a high ankle sprain. Ryan Tannehill started. So Stroud v. Levis, Houston versus Tennessee. These two teams played a couple weeks ago in the Music City. Case Keenum led the Texans to an overtime upset in that game. And the other is the expansion bowl Jacksonville hosting Carolina where Trevor Lawrence and like I did the COVID-18 joke earlier this week and you loved it I don't know if I can do it again but Trevor Lawrence is out in this game CJ Beathard will start for the Jaguars so chat us up here Texans and Titans Jaguars and Panthers here with the AFC South very much up for grabs we'll get to the Colts in a second uh, the market didn't really move a lot for Houston, Tennessee. There was an assumption I think Stroud was going to play for a lot of the week. So since like Tuesday, this market's been essentially the same every single day, which is Houston a four-point home favorite first game with Stroud back and uh, and total 44. So four and 44 has basically been the market you uh, have had the opportunity to bet into all week. There hasn't been a ton of movement. Maybe that doesn't mean there's a lot of opportunity. It does feel like there's a little mystery in the game. You know, I, you've done a good job pointing out Stroud kind of like first game at least in like the second half of the season without Tank Dell, who's been out for the season, but then Stroud gets hurt. So we haven't seen like Texans offense, Stroud, no Dell. And, you know, for the Titans, okay, like Levis back in, is he definitely 100%? Sounded like he was kind of like trying to play last week and was close to playing, but you have no idea kind of like how he has a high ankle sprain. Yeah, the team's played a crazy game a couple weeks ago, too. It feels like a little more uncertainty for a market that isn't moving a lot. Um, not even sure what I would bet. It just feels like I have a lot of questions about how this is going to play out for both teams. Um, but market has been really stable, 4-44. and 44. And then Jags-Panthers, less stable, because there was an assumption this week, I think, that Lawrence was going to play, and now he's not. So this was going to be something like 6, or Jacksonville 5.5, 
when we thought Lawrence was going to play in the game. Now he's declared out, and it's kind of like, what's the bottom in the market for Jacksonville? A team that, by the way, has uh, lost every game the month of December, I believe. Four straight games, and they were all in December. That's right. And it just, I mean, really, really, really limping to the finish line. Still have a chance to win their division. Still have a chance to make the playoffs, obviously. But that's really only because Houston and Indianapolis kind of tripped over themselves last week. Also, where we settled in terms of the bottom, excuse me, for Jacksonville. So I mentioned like five and a half, six with Lawrence playing. Three and a half, four is where we are right now. And it's funny, I, I wasn't expecting a lot of movement on this game because we've known for a while that Lawrence wasn't going to play. Still some interest in Carolina. Like the fours have a lot, a lot of them have gotten bet even today. Um, so maybe people like just, okay, you know, I get it. Like the market's already crashed. It should crash a little bit more as a result of Trevor Lawrence, who's a really impactful player being out. Um, depending on what side you like, you can find a three and a half on Jacksonville, really cheap. Or you can find a four on Carolina, really cheap um, with Lawrence being out for the game. The total has settled around like 37 and a half uh, with Beathard starting. All right, we'll, we'll get to the Colts in a second here. But just to make sure that we have enough time in the segment, because the, I think the game merits it. Ken, let's do Sunday Night Football right now with the Packers and the Vikings, sure. uh, a game that's had a lot of injury stuff going on over the course of the week and quarterback news, where uh, Nick Mullins, great first name, but uh, turns the ball over too much, so he's benched. <laughs> Enter, what it do, baby, the Iceman Jaron Hall. You might have heard, but his mouth? Looking something like a disco ball. Jaron Hall starts tonight for the Minnesota Vikings in a must-win game against Jordan Love and the Packers. We are not expecting Christian Watson to play. Dontavian Wicks is questionable, but we, we do think Jaden Reed will play for Green Bay. Ken, what about Sunday night football? High-leverage game in the NFC playoff picture for the seven seed, Green Bay at Minnesota. Yeah, both teams not even remotely close to 100%. Like, Packers really hurt Vikings interchanging quarterbacks like by the week basically at this point they're like the cleveland browns of the nfc uh this market is really like for a while kind of held in the same at the same point and you're like wow there's like so much injury news why would the market stay the same because the market's essentially like a giant shrug emoji i feel like it's like oh this guy's out and this guy's out and this guy's out and jaron hall's playing for the vikings like what do you think it should be i don't know like pick one <laughs> out of 50% chance of one, 50% chance of the other. That's basically where we've been the entire week. The Vikings are a one-point favorite. There are pickums on the board in the game. Some of the ones are juiced toward the Packers. Almost like a true, I don't know. Like, there's kind of a lot going on here. The, the total in the game, for what it's worth, has gotten bet down a little bit from open. This was going to be like 44-ish, something like that, 44 and a half. It is now 43 everywhere and you hear the injury report you can kind of figure out why vikings changing quarterbacks i think more importantly packer is going to be really less than 100 percent in terms of their skill position players ken maybe we could go lightning round here for the try to get in as many games as we can uh colts and the raiders in indianapolis organic interest throughout the course of the week on one side of this game yeah people have been betting the colts out um which i i get almost from like a spot standpoint like the colts will have some players back from injury uh, they're coming off their worst performance probably of the season on offense against Atlanta. And the Raiders are coming off like a kind of a season-defining win over the Chiefs where the Chiefs just couldn't do anything. Raiders didn't even have to throw the ball really in the second half of the game, and they won. So, like, how each team comes into the game, I think it's viewed as, like, by Indianapolis. My problem with just betting Indianapolis, like, the, the price is outrageous. They're a four-point favorite. I mean, Colts aren't four against anybody, and they're a four-point home favorite in this game. The total about 42. So curious to see how this plays out. There has been a lot of interest in the Colts this week. Another game with one-way traffic, Ken. Buffalo hosting New England. Yeah, gee, which side do you think the traffic's on in this game? Uh, Buffalo out to 14.5. They opened about 13, 13.5 in the game. 
Um, we have some, uh, you know, active and active stuff on them we can do next segment that's a little interesting, but total in the game is, is stay basically the same 40, 40 and a half. Just remind people this is a rematch of a game earlier in the season in Foxborough where the Bills played terribly and the Patriots ended up beating them outright. So there's a little precedent for competitiveness between the two teams, but Bills expected to totally roll today. Anything else stand out to you right now that's worth mentioning to close the segments? I think we'll do the commander's quarterback stuff in the next segment. Just worth noting uh, with Howell starting and Brissett inactive, Niners are still holding a 14 point. So there's been no movement in the market with who's going to confirm start for Washington today. I think that's a little interesting. And the, uh, and the total hasn't moved either, right? Holding steady here at 49 and a half for the Niners and the commanders. All right. Uh, this is a jam-packed and moved segment. A great for first 40 minutes of the show. The next uh, 20 minutes will be live on Twitter, in addition to all the places that you find us normally, that you're watching and listening to us on right now. So coming up next, actives and inactives for the Fantasy Football Super Bowl for all your bets for today. And we will also give you our bets for tomorrow's college football playoff semifinals. Leading you up to game time, it's You Better You Bet Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.